Welcome to Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Reagan, pastor of Run With Endurance Ministries, founder of the Encouraging the Prophetic Woman, and founder of the Northeast Ohio Symposium for D-Men Project Research. I'm glad you decided to join us again today. We're still in our series about career choices for women ministers. And I have with me today a good friend of mine and my colleague in ministry, uh, Pastor Marge Bryant. Uh, to welcome this morning and tell us a little about yourself. Good morning. Uh, this is Marge Bryant, and I am delighted to be here to share my experience as a minister, but also as a minister teacher, but also as a um, insurance advisor. Uh, this has my, been my privilege to serve the community over 42 years in the, with the insurance needs or questions that people have and to help them to make good choices to help them to survive and do well with their families as well as their professional needs. And so it's been my delight and my privilege to uh, use the gifting that God has given me uh, to do that. Wonderful. You know, I, I watched you in action over the years, but it was only recently that I got a new perspective on what it is you do. I saw you um, speaking with someone in a, in a meeting about their, their transition to retirement, and I saw uh, you engage with her. I saw how you, you were calming her her fears about you know what's to come and I thought man that is ministry that it really is and you know a lot of consolation goes in a lot of compassion um, and then when people come to you sometimes it's not even a, in the best circumstances and you you have to have a gift for um, encouragement and so um, I got a new perspective and so I wanted to have you on the show so you can talk a little bit about um, how this has gone for you. How, how did you get started? Uh, what led you to it? And why did you stay so long? Well, uh, it, it, it has become a passion of mine mm -hmm. because I see that there's a gap in the uh, need for sound advisement mm -hmm. for the transition from uh, working to uh, retirement and the things that we can accomplish and still do once you're retired. Uh, but also making sure that you have some uh, stable choices uh, to help you uh, in your retirement years. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's been my delight, actually. And so it's, um, it's a gifting, I believe, that God has given me. And, uh, and he also gave me insight as to that not everybody's doing this. There's a lot of people out there that are just trying to make a sale. Mm. I'm not trying to make a sale, I'm trying to make a client, and, and if I can't make that, I'm gonna leave you with some good information. Mm -hmm. So, and it, because I take that approach, God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by mm -hmm. Christ Jesus, so mm -hmm. I'm delighted about that. Now, how I got into it is that uh, I had little training early on, and I was uh, a single parent, and so I said, well, I need to get into some type of career that will help me to be um, uh, liberal in my time, 
and be able to be with my family, with my daughter, and be able to be there with her, but also earn a, a reasonable income. And so that's why I pursued the insurance industry. I wasn't welcomed initially. Mm. Oh, tell us about that. <laughs> well, because it was a male-dominated industry. Mm. And so uh, they said, well, we don't think that you're going to do so well. You're a female after all. And, and I said, well, you don't ask the doctor if they can become a doctor. You don't ask the lawyer if he can become a lawyer. They just study, and they earn their degrees, and then they go and practice. So that's what I, how I looked at it. It took me a while to get that done <laughs> and to become successful. Yeah. But I believe that the Lord had given me the vision for it, and I was not willing to give it up because I hadn't achieved it. And so that's why I stayed so long. And then once I found my niche, because you can do a lot of things in the industry, but I found my niche, and that's what has made me uh, so uh, happy about uh, serving the community and, and doing well with my profession. And you know, um, for us as African Americans, we, we're usually underinsured, aren't we? I mean, we didn't, it's only been probably in recent times that we really warmed up to the idea of uh, being fully insured, having enough insurance, and also um, leaving something for our families so that they don't have to struggle uh, with uh, our burial and other needs. You know, what do you, what do you say to people to get them comfortable with the idea of having, of being insured? Well, <clears throat> I start with the premise that if you love your family and if you care for their needs, if something, if you should die prematurely, you want to make sure that you leave something for their care and to accomplish the goals and the plans and the dreams that you have for your family. Mm -hmm. The only way that you can do that uh, economically and um, affordably is through leaving the legacy through, uh, I shouldn't say the only way, but the most uh, simplified way is to leave the life insurance for those who are left behind because it is for the living. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that uh, they say, well, we don't want to leave too much because, you know, I got it my way. That's our, our mindset in the community. Uh, but as we educate them, as we tell them why it's important to leave something, because the Bible says that we should leave our children's children's yes. uh, legacy. Yes. And so that's where my premise comes from. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. And then it's always based on what you can afford to pay at this time comfortably without tilting your budget, uh, uh, your current budget. Okay, that, and, and that really does um, sound like ministry to me because I think when you put it that way, people see it differently uh, rather than, oh, I'm going to make somebody rich, you know. But no, no. For, for the most part, it isn't going to make anybody rich because you, you're without a breadwinner and the, and the wife is young enough. That's a long time to try to stretch that, <laughs> that money out or, you know, uh, it, it might not even be enough in the first place um, to make sure that the family keeps going. It can be very devastating. What, what kind of gifts um, 
do you believe that a person should possess to, to be in the industry or to be successful in your industry? Well, I believe, first of all, you have to have a, a, an amount of compassion. That's what has really sold me mm -hmm. to the clients. Mm -hmm. uh, I listen to what their needs are. I don't push. I listen, and then I advise them based on what they've told me. And, uh, and also based on their current situation, whether it's a health issue or whether it's their finances, with, uh, what's in their budget. So listening to that individual to find out what their uh, concerns are is, is how I remedy what their need is. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing is that you have to be self-disciplined. You have to get up. Oh, yeah. Every morning, I think, <laughs> and punch your clock. Yes. Meaning you don't have uh, the guy standing over you saying, oh, you, how come you didn't get here on time? You're going to have to discipline yourself to put so much time in in the course of a day and have that uh, strung together in a week's activity. And if you, I worked on a formula, if you see uh, 10 to 15 people a week, I make uh, five present or uh, eight to five eight to ten presentations. You're going to get maybe one or two sales. Mm. So that that and that's what's going to keep you in business. Now there are more people who work on another formula, but that's my formula, mm -hmm. and uh, and it works. And God blesses my efforts because He brings people who are willing to take my advice. Mm. And um, yes. In fact, I met last week a young lady who, over the years, is, uh, because I followed your advice, Marge, I was able to successfully uh, have my uh, uh, dog grooming business put together well and uh, have staff on hand that I can pay. I can go uh, into my uh, savings and I can pull out because now I have an emergency and so she, she was delighted. I said, but you made the decision. That's why you're doing mm -hmm. so well. Mm -hmm. And so she says, well, I always listen to what you say because it works. Mm. And okay. so anyway, All right. success. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, what do you think has helped you persevere? Um, you say you've been in this industry a long time and you're, you've been successful at it. What, what do you what do you attribute your perseverance or your your success to? Well, during the times when I wasn't doing that well, I uh, thought about getting out of the business because when your income goes down, uh, you uh, really have to examine: am I doing? Am I in the right spot? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but the Lord wouldn't let me turn it loose, or probably I wouldn't let Him. <laughs> let me out because I chose to continue so I would uh, I think the most important part is is to trust God mm -hmm. uh, base pay is important especially in yes. this industry yes. uh, I did it the old-fashioned way meaning you work a little and have a side job mm -hmm. uh, at points uh, but uh, starting with a good company is important as well because I have several companies I work with now. Uh, but having a good company, good leadership, good training session or, or good training um, uh, by the companies that you work with, 
and uh, and learning everything that you can and finding a, a mentor in this mm. business. And I, I think that really did help too. Mm -hmm. Along the way, I always had a good mentor. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and also, I think the important part is having integrity. Mm. Okay. Because integrity sometimes is the only thing you'll have left mm. that will sell you. Mm. Okay. So. Okay, mm -hmm. that that makes a lot of sense, and you know, I I um, was in the insurance industry. Um, it was my actually my part time job some years ago. I think I was maybe twenty six or twenty seven, and that was the best side job I ever had. I mean, mm -hmm. because as you said, I could set my own schedule, and then when um, I didn't have a lot of business, I it didn't affect my ability. Uh, to pay my bills because it was my side hustle. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more because I, it was my second job. And uh, I could take my time and then I could also, you know, take time off when I needed it. Uh, but, you know, I did know a lot of other people who did it full time and they were successful because they had figured out how to make things work. And then some folks had spouses so yes. um, you had right so they weren't the the um, only breadwinner in the family and I think this is a marvelous um, opportunity uh, when you sell insurance to learn people to learn how to uh, people think to learn uh, what soothes people what calms their fears or, and what gets them excited and uh, I learned a lot and I learned how to be a good manager uh, and then when I did have to look for another job, once I graduated from college, uh, my resume was, looked so great. <laughs> it looked so great when I listed all the things I did when I sold insurance. I just didn't even realize how many skills that I had garnered over the years. And so uh, that turned out to be an absolute blessing. What would you... Uh, say to someone, um, what were the things that you wish you had known in advance that you, you would tell someone who's about to or who's thinking about entering into the field? Well, the first thing is, again, is that you really need to examine the company that you're going to uh, initiate with. Yeah, that makes sense. Have good uh, training uh, because you're not going to know this business overnight. It, that's, mm -hmm. But also you have to know yourself, meaning know, am I going to have uh, discipline myself that I can work independently? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you can't do that, don't worry about it. Find something else to do. But um, the discipline and, and holding on, to, and you also, I think, have to have a vision. Mm -hmm. You have to have a vision about what you want to accomplish in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's um, the, the other thing is that when I entered the business, there were only a few, uh, there was very few women in the business, mm -hmm. very few. Mm -hmm. I could count on one hand at times when I would meet. So you have to have a self-awareness yes. because when I would go to meetings and there would be only the men sitting there and they'd start talking about uh, the sports uh, from that evening, 
I would make sure that I watched the sports game even <laughs> though I didn't wasn't that interested right. <laughs> so that I could chime in and they would not exclude me from the conversation right. because I am sitting here and you're not going to exclude me so I made myself known okay. in the industry and then also right. accomplishing the goal so that I would be noticed for promotion which I was managers at, at certain times uh, trainer at certain times, uh, educator at certain times throughout my career. So I've looked at every aspect, and then I found out, well, do I really need to go that far? Because one at one point you say, well, I don't think I really want that part of the business. So you back down and you say, well, where can we go from here? And there's a lot to be done within the industry. Mm. Yes, I would imagine so, um, and it's it's uh, uh, requi- it requires that you do have some training, as you said, but also some testing. But it's you know if you study, you know you can get that done. Um, what advice, if any, would you give to someone uh, who is just starting out in in uh, the industry? What what advice would you give them to keep them going? Um, well, the other thing is that it's ongoing training the uh, state of ohio to keep your insurance license wants you to have ongoing training Mm -hmm. but if you buy that meaning by that idea and say i'm going to be trained i'm going to get as many uh, degrees within the insurance industry as i possibly can specializing and that i think that's the word specializing finding out where your niche is, what you feel comfortable with, and pursuing that avenue, and then you will shine. You will shine because you're going to be able to um, know your skill sets. You don't have to be all over the place. You don't have to do all the the, uh, different aspects. But specialization, I think, is important at this point uh, in this industry. And that's what I would recommend to anyone. And it makes sense, too, because, you know, we do, um, as ministers, recommend to people that they consider their spiritual growth, right? And that you never stop learning. And so, yes, in your profession, you should never stop learning. You should never stop. Uh, and especially now that technology is going so it's, it's evolved so rapidly. I mean, if you have a phone and it's more than a couple years old, you know, it's obsolete. And, and the same thing with your computer. And so it is, uh, it all, yes, always good advice to, um, to keep growing and to, to keep becoming self-aware and to keep moving. And so I'm glad that you did give that advice. Um, also, you are an armor bearer as well the best armor bearer ever actually and so thank you, thank you. <laughs> and so do you feel like um that the skills that you garnered in your profession uh helps you to be the, uh, a good armor bearer what do you th- what do you think is there is that does that cross anywhere or you think those two things are independent I think those uh idea the idea of an armor bearer which is supporting the pastor, the vision uh, that the church has is parallel to business industry or insurance industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you see the vision 
and you're able to uh, to grasp it, you're able to buy, I call it buy it, mm -hmm. uh, meaning make it your own, then you're going to, when trouble time comes, because it will come, mm -hmm. you'll be able to stay on point and say, but this is the vision that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's difficult right now, but we can overcome this. You know, we can use the uh, sports illustration. Well, the, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers have just won their division. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to go up against the West, which is their, uh, their arch rival. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so hopefully they're going to hold on to the vision that they have. We're going to take the championship again, and that's, mm -hmm. that's the goal. Mm -hmm. So when you see the goal, you make it your own, you contribute to that overall goal, and that is, is how this works. Then you can support and uh, uh, also help uh, quench the naysayers, because there'll be naysayers. They'll mm -hmm. say, oh, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. What do you mean it's not going to work? For instance, to give you an idea, uh, when I was in management, they said, uh, we've never had a whole quarter where uh, we had no lapses. And I said, well, we're going to work on that. So our, my mantra to my staff was zero laps. Mm -hmm. so we're not going to have any lapses. Mm -hmm. So I was honored uh, by the vice presidents that we've never had that happen in our uh, right. whole organization. Yes. I'm talking about a national organization, that there was no lapses for a whole quarter. Mm -hmm. And so meaning whatever business we uh, put on the books, it stayed the people were sure about what they were buying, and we, uh, we just did a good job collectively. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about, about it's a parallel. Uh, in other words, I was trained, I believe, in the insurance industry to be an armor bearer. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense uh, because when you lose sight of the vision, everything else goes awry, doesn't it? Or it's easy to veer off course in Yes, I'll be looking for that when I watch the games, <laughs> the mm -hmm. basketball games. I'll be looking to see, okay, are you still on point? Because, you know, the other team can become overconfident, and that could be their undoing, right? And so when you lose sight of the vision, you think it's all about you, then it's hard to be a team player. And so I can see uh, why um, you could – uh, find the similarities between your profession and also uh, being a good armor bearer. And we're going to talk about that some more, being an armor bearer the next time that you and I get together. But for now, I thank you so much for coming uh, uh, to, into the interview. And, you know, I hope that this interview does help someone to uh, feel comfortable about, you know, making that move to become uh, an, an insurance representative or financial advisor or something that serves uh, the black community or that serves the community at large uh, because it, it's needed. It's, it's very much needed. And you're right, integrity is the name of the game. And in these times where uh, it seems to be so much fraud, uh, it is just so refreshing to meet someone of integrity that will actually help you that you can trust. And so thank you so much uh, for serving the community, and thank you so much for being uh, on, on this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Uh, and this is Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Reagan signing off for now. 
and know woman of god that you are in the right place you are loved and you are empowered by god you are called to do what you uh, are doing and what you need to do and until next time be blessed